Hello and welcome to the third episode of YouthWork State of Mind podcast, the podcast for anyone interested or involved with Christian youth work. Joining me for every single episode is the youth advisor for Blackburn Diocese, Ben. How are you doing, Ben? I'm right, mate. I'm, I'm just liking how you say for every single episode. It makes it sound like that's not something you're looking forward to. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Love, loving working with you on these two episodes prior to this. It's been fun. Well, you've, you've put some words out there and I feel like I need to defend myself. It said in a way that is so happy and letting everybody know who's listening that Ben, the main man, is going to be back on every single episode. So don't you worry about it. He's he's there. He's coming. So, all right. You, I mean, you, I feel like your hole got bigger, but sure. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. It's good to see good you, though, mate. Yeah, good to see you. Nice. Every week, uh, we're going to have some guests on to talk about different aspects of youth ministry and to uh, have a bit of fun along the way. Uh, today, we are going to be delving into the topic of social media. And, and as we do for every episode, uh, we have some fantastic people to uh, talk it through with us. Um, so we're going to introduce our guests. Uh, so please tell me your name, uh, who you work for and what you do, uh, and then your answer to this very controversial question which is the most salad fruit salad or potato salad well i'm lindsay i work for blackburn diocese so you're keeping it in the family today with me here i am the digital media and resource lead and what that means is i have no idea i just (laughs) keep an eye on everything that goes out on social media check everyone's doing okay we have we have a website which we have loads of resources on absolutely loads from all three of our departments that's children youth and schools and so it's just working with the different staff members to make sure that the content we make the resources we produce are meeting the needs for the people we're here to serve and that they're great quality so all of that do you want my answer now or in a bit now Um, now please yes right well i googled it to define what a salad is, because I think it's important here, because my instinct went for potato. But I see now, and it's right, because a salad is a mixture of raw or cooked vegetables. There is in no way, shape or form anything to do with fruit. But does it depend on the fruit? Because some fruit are technically vegetables. I don't think you've particularly answered this, actually. I don't, I don't think you've come up with a definitive answer. Let's go to uh, um, our second guest uh, <laughs> and find out uh, if they can shed some light on this. <laughs> Great. Shall I introduce myself first before yes. we get into this uh, topic? Uh, yeah, so my name is Ollie and uh, I am the Centre Director for Camberley Youth for Christ. Uh, for those of you wondering, where, where is Camberley? Um, Camberley is in Surrey. Uh, we're actually near to like Berkshire and... Um, yeah, we're kind of near like three counties, but we're in, we're just in Surrey. And uh, yes, and I lead the charity there. We are uh, we are part of You for Christ, but we're I look after the centre in Camberley, and uh, we work in local schools in that area. We partner with uh, churches and youth workers and the, the local council as well. And then um, yeah, I'm passionate about reaching young people online as well. Uh, so that's part of the the work that we get up to. And yes, right. I, I think the obvious answer is surely it's potato, right? 
I think when you think of salad, you think of salad leaves, you think, you know, you don't think of fruit. You don't really think of fruit. But you, Lindsay, you did you did raise a good point about, well, some, you know, some some parts could be a fruit, you know, they could be a fruit. So yes, but I'd go with potato. Yeah. What about um tomatoes? I know, tomatoes. I love tomatoes. But they're technically a fruit, aren't they? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're not throwing tomato in the mix. It's you're saying potato salad. So if salad is based on vegetables being put in there, then surely you can't you can't include tomatoes. And then technically you can't include cucumber either, because that is also botanically a fruit. Um, but is is considered a veg. They've just used the longest word we've used on this podcast so far with botanically. Thank you. And I'm impressed. And apparently it needs to be a vegetable mainly that's suitable for eating raw. So actually potato salad, the potato has been cooked. Therefore. Oh, virtual. There you go. So actually fruit salad, by definition, because it's all raw, is actually more salad. Yeah. Because a raw potato salad would kill you. Wow. Boom. We've, we've, We've sorted that. There you go. There we are. Mystery yeah. solved. And that's the end of the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Just remember to pray for young people to know Jesus. Off we go. Let's go. To the- <laughs> okay, so we're going to start this episode properly with uh, a feature called Online Laughs. Uh, and that is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, we've all been online and we found something that's uh, made us laugh that's somewhat connected with Christianity, mostly. Anyway. Um, so, uh, who would like to go first with their thing? Well, I'd like to just say that I'm going to start off quite controversial. And when I was complaining to Dave about this particular task last week, <laughs> I was like, Dave, Christians just aren't funny. So, I'm putting that one out there that I was really struggling with it. Because, like, I mean, to, for the most part, Christians are like those mugs with the funny messages at the bottom of them. They're, like, amusing, kind of, or in, like, a dad joke way, but you rarely find they make you fully laugh out loud <laughs> on purpose. Wow. So I struggled. But then I did stumble across something, so I was I was quite chuffed. Okay. But I'm looking forward to being proven wrong in my initial thoughts by this conversation. Okay, so you've sent us a link to watch. Me, yes, I have. But we don't have to watch all 11 minutes of it. No, please don't. Uh, So where are we going with this one? You are going into around the... Seven minutes, seven. So this is the guys over at Redefine. Yeah, they're doing a Bible study on John 11, 1 to 41. And what they want to do is highlight the very specific bit of verse nine, where it's talking about anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they will, for they see by this world's light. It's when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. So they're trying to do a visual representation of that. And in order to do that, they, he gets blindfolded and has to walk along his hallway where which has been littered with lots of different things from spoons and screws and stuff and also some mouse traps and he has to walk through it 
For copyright reasons, we can't use the actual clip in the podcast, but we will link to everything we discuss in the description so you can check it out as well. Feel free to pause the podcast and watch it and come back uh, or watch it another time. Here's our reaction. <laughs> That's great. Gosh, good, isn't it? That's a, it's, a, it's a good metaphor, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, just don't walk around with mousetraps on. I feel like he committed to that visual representation as well. He did, yeah. He did. Mm. <laughs> he may not be walking. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he didn't break a ball or anything. Hopefully the question is now, Ollie, is this going to be in your next Youthwork session? As a <clears throat> or I think it could be a challenge video that I might need to do with uh, my friend. Yeah, definitely. It's a mon <laughs> Monday challenge. I'm one of those where I'm up for anything. That sounds <laughs> I'm well up for that. You would be blindfolded though. Blindfolded, I'll do I'll do it backwards or <laughs> crawling. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I'll take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is next would. level, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh who's next? Do you, want, do you want to go, Ollie? Yeah, I'll go for it. So uh mine is I found it on Instagram. And it was from Worship at Worship Fails. And uh, it's basically a, a stream of a church service in America, I think. And uh, the camera is on uh, the pastor and they're just going into worship. Um, and the person who's doing the camera changes, doesn't change to the worship leader and keeps it on the pastor. And then the pastor starts singing um, and the lip sync is perfect. And the worship leader is a female worship leader. So it's amazing. It's, it's great. It makes me laugh every time. Again, this clip has copyrighted material we can't use, but as with our first item, we will link to it in the description. Feel free to go away and have a watch. If not, Here's our reaction to Ollie's clip. <laughs> Does it so earnestly as well? Perfect. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Genuine. Oh, man. He did oh, that that is that over and over again. That is amazing. It is one of my favourite Instagrams to go to, though. If you need a laugh, Worship Fails is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. they are great. They genuinely... I don't, know what, I don't know how they troll in quite the way they do, but they get some absolute gold. So mm. very let's funny. follow. Brilliant. Love it. Okay. Uh Ben. Now forgetting what I've actually sent to you now. Yours are some memes, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah. It's <clears throat> oh. great, great for or great for um audio. Just because it really tickled me and it resonated with my experience of growing up. There's an image, girls, small groups, and there's um, a group of group of girls sitting around. It all looks very pleasant, chilling out, they're engaging with conversation. Guys, small groups, though, on the other hand, is five guys all with cones on top of their heads. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> that is that's exactly what I thought. I thought that it's, funny. it's funny. It's funny because it's true. It's yeah. very, it's so relevant. <laughs> <So> relevant. <laughs> So that's from Youth Group Memes on Instagram, if you want to go and find that. So we've reached a part of the podcast where we delve into this week's topic, which is how to reach, engage with and inspire young people to 
share their faith through social media. So let's start our uh, discussion with this question. Digital and social media have become a huge part of people's lives. How is this a tool for the church and what do we need to be careful of when we use it? I think this is two questions, really. The first question is, you know, how is this a tool to reach reach uh, young people, reach people from non-church backgrounds, that type of thing? And I think it's where the attention is. You know, when um, when I'm in the schools or if you're in youth group or wherever you are, like normally the first thing that a young person does, and they might do this during your youth group, but at school when they're not allowed their phones, the first thing they do is, is they get out their mobile phones and they're straight on social media. And that's where attention is. That's where our young people are spending their time. You know, they are spending their time doing other lots of different things, but actually social media is where a lot of their attention is. And so we have this wonderful opportunity to go where the attention is, to go where young people's eyes are. And I know like as churches and, and youth workers, we want to promote good, healthy attitudes towards social media um, usage and that type of thing. Um, but I think we, I think it's very naive of, of, of saying, don't go on social media. Like I think our world has gone so much now that social media is part of our lives and it's, and it's, and it's not going to go away. And it is important that we do promote good practice and we do promote good usage but we have an opportunity to be where 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 young people's attention is and you know that is online on on digital social media i remember back in probably about this time last year i think i had a phone call with you ollie and we were talking and you said you said the words to me it's relational and when you said that everything clicked in my head because although now a lot of things I do are obviously all to do with digital stuff in this role but my background is a youth worker and it was always that kind of like how do you do youth work online and the minute you said the word relational I was like it makes sense now and I was thinking about all the times that we'd go out to do detached work and things like that and you would go where the young people were you know you wouldn't go and pick like the random location that the young people are not at because it might be the most well-lit or the nicest or whatever. You go where the young people are at that moment in time to give yourselves that extra time with them, to get to know them better, to just be there. And the minute you said that, I was like, it's a tool that allows you to be that relational. There's nothing in that conversation. You also, was it Brady Shearer you quoted where he said it like gives you extra time with people? Yeah. Extra time to do ministry, extra time to play games, extra time to do, you know, this, that, and the other. And it is, it moves it away from only seeing them once a week to actually you can connect in with them every single day. And that's powerful. It's it's going beyond our face-to-face interactions, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's going beyond that. And hopefully having a positive influence on on their lives. And and yeah, you know, if we do keep it relational, then it's like, oh, I've connected with Ollie in real life. Oh, I'm connecting more on, on social media. We do throw the word being authentic around a lot, but it encourages you to be authentic then online. It doesn't mean it means that you don't want to try and replicate what such a body's doing over here and another person's doing here on online. Because if you are doing that where they need to meet you face to face, they need to trust who they're gonna. See, so I think 
like when you're saying like what do we need to be careful of with using it for me it's definitely like the numbers game and the comparison like starting to think oh that person's just put a picture of them sat on a doorstep and got 5,000 likes like why am I not getting that and it, you know it stops that from happening when you have to do as well it's part of the overall relational package when you are doing face-to-face because you have to be authentic and keeping the focus on on what's important going on to the careful part as you were saying there i think we need to make sure that we're transparent as well that you know if we are using it as a as a youth for our youth ministry or a church or, or whatever context it is that it's not just one person on the account that actually it's you've got your safeguarding office on there maybe even a trustee or you know someone from um your pcc what, whatever denomination you're on just so that everything can be um transparent and and that you're accountable for what you do so i think that's really important and um that's something that we need to be careful of in some ways the safeguarding the safeguarding thing has been like a proper fear factor for the church yeah around social media and i think this is a conversation that i've had in a number of places i know Lindsay and i've definitely had it and had it with other people but like the church for a long time just went and i speak about the church overall but particularly more sort of particular denominations um Bear in mind, three of us definitely work for one, but um, and plug a one. But I think there is there is the fact that the church hid its head and it kind of just went, leave it, it will blow over. But in reality, as we, as we already said, and uh, you guys have said so so well, it is such a part of life now. And and social media for Gen Z, and it will be even more so for the the generations below, kind of coming up behind them, is that this is an extension of who they are. This isn't another place they reside. This isn't like a compartmentalized part. This is just an extension of who they are and and therefore if we think that's a dark place and therefore we should stay away from it in reality i don't think that's our call as christians like we're to show up and be the light in those dark places and if we if we use that as an excuse that oh it's dark and there's loads of bad stuff goes on there you're like well then show up and do good stuff like that's not (laughs) that's not the argument for for staying away from social media i just think as well like it's it's easy to throw the whole the social media is a dark place. Well, the world is a dark place. Real life is a dark place. And actually, it's probably, and I'm going to be maybe a bit controversially, I think it's a, a nasty symptom that the church has where it avoids going into the dark places because it's what hard to handle or I, I don't know. But like you go where the people are and whether that's in face-to-face or, or not face-to-face, you're meant to be meeting your needs of your community and being able to communicate with them. Um, and if sometimes your your community is then online, then that just makes sense to go there. So then you are there with them through whatever it is that they're they're going through. You know, it's part of that journey and walking life with who you're there to serve. Pretty much most churches will do some kind of pastoral support, one-to-one work. And that one-to-one work is you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. And yet we scare, we're scared about social media, yet the church is willing to go and put themselves in front of someone maybe who's experiencing a life crisis. You don't exactly know what their response is going to be, the stuff they're going to tell you. Uh, you, you any, any one-to-one mentoring pastoral support is very, very vulnerable. And if not, it can be, if not so, it can be more vulnerable than social media. And yet we're more scared of social media than we are of, well, this is pastoral support. We This is what we do. Can we not have that attitude towards social media? Yeah. How have you seen digital media and social media used really well 
um, to disciple young people away from, say, a traditional youth group setting. And this may be in instances from during the last period of lockdown and when kind of coronavirus hit, or it might have just been before or maybe afterwards. Well, I love what Ali's doing. I know he's here, but generally, like... <laughs> oh, cheers, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever I see your stuff, it's always like, oh, that's inspiring. And I just really like how you approach, I like your attitude, I like what you try. I like, I love what you're doing on TikTok. And I just think that, yeah, I think for anybody who's looking for how to do youth work in a discipleship or any kind of way, if they're not following you, I think they're missing out, to be honest. Wow. Well, that's, that's very kind. Very kind. I think I've, I think I, I'm just, I'm up for having a go. Um, that I try, I try different things, not always trying to keep to the same formula, you know, being interesting stuff and and seeing what's different. And I get inspired by others as well um, and uh, use that inspiration to I, social media. It's OK to kind of copy a formula of someone. Uh, you know, you don't want to copy completely copy what exactly what they've done. But um, if you see something that's resonated with you, made you laugh, then why can't you try and do something similar um, and that type of thing? So, yeah, I think where I've seen for like discipleship, I think where I've seen it well on social media is when people are providing value and providing like educational stuff and in a way like using like if you're doing it on Instagram, like creating like a, a carousel post where you've got your title and then people swipe through and then and then they learn something about, you know, what they can do about their faith. I think that's where I've seen um, some really good strategy on social media. Um, I think like Zoom, like Zoom youth groups is great. I know it's it, Zoom can get a bit annoying and you get the fatigue from Zoom. Um, but there's a lot of great discipleship that is happening on Zoom. Um, and, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, youth workers in this area doing some creative games, some amazing games to keep their young people engaged. Um, but then also using it as, as a way of still kind of keeping going with, with youth group. But it just looks very different. Um, yeah, I, I think as well, some of the stuff that I've seen is... Uh, when you use a slider on um, on Instagram stories and people asking, you know, how's your week been? And then on the slide at one end, it might be I'm having a rubbish week. And then the people that have responded to the rubbish saying, oh, I'm really like sending a DM, making it personal, rela uh, relational. Sorry to hear that you're having a rubbish week. How can I pray for you? And like, you know, doing like reaching out to people um, and helping with the discipleship in that way. I think that's some good stuff that I've seen. Yeah, I was that carousel. I've never described it like that, but I love that that phrase, carousel post. I probably is a technical term in reality, but I'm just that much of a layman that I didn't have a clue. But I've seen I've seen a couple of youth groups using that really well. Um, and I think there's I think there is something of actually if you can post something regularly enough, um, then actually that's that's quite a nice way of touching base. It follows up maybe what you've done in a Zoom or what you've done in somewhere else. And I think I think there's a there's definitely something about variety. Um, particularly in this last kind of uh, sort of eight, nine, well, nine months, isn't it really? Um, in reality, and we've and and I think that's where if you can change things up, and it, I think that's been quite key. So I think that that thing that you say about formula, I think the sad thing is, is that we quite often, as the church as a whole, um, we love a good formula. Like when we find something that works, we'll stick with it, and we'll go. And then we, once we've done it three times, that's how we've always done it. So that's how we're going to stay with it. Um, but I think the thing with social media is you can see, as Ollie said, like you can switch things up and there is no danger that people are going to go, hold on, we always did this, but we thought we can naturally fall into that trap of going, 
but I've got to do this or I've got to do that. And we've done this the whole, the same the whole time. And, and I think that's where you see people kind of, and it, that even kind of crosses platforms, I think, where like you can do like an Instagram live on, on something in one, in like one, t- a couple of times. And, but equally you can post something then on TikTok or something on YouTube, if you want to do a YouTube live there. And then, and then actually have something in Zoom where you can treat that a bit like a live because actually you almost do it in show mode, but there's actually you can break people down. I think there's so many, and I think it's don't keeping actually break right. people down. Don't not break. literally like it's not. It's not <laughs> torture. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean is, it put them into breakout rooms. Sorry, not like this isn't like digital torture where you put them in a room and you like digitally. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know the torture anybody actually. So, but no, I think I think variety is a massive part of it, and I think the fear of that, a fear of, oh, we'll try something new. And if, if there's one thing that like, well, there's loads of things on there, but like, I think one of the big things in coronavirus we've seen is if you can, you can change stuff up, you can, something can not land and you can try it, try something else. And I think with social media, like in reality, that is going to be the case. You cannot do the same thing every time, every week, and just assume that everyone's going to engage with it in the same way. Um, so I think there is something of just, yeah, you've almost got to, you've almost got to have your eye on what other people are up to and what other people are engaging with. And and equally, there's plenty of other people out there say give almost do tutorials to what you can do and how you can improve what you're doing. And I think that's it's worth having a look at those and and just seeing what can we do, what can we do differently in it. But yeah, I think there's some I think some great stuff going on. So these platforms, medias, um, social media platforms, everything, they have the ability to reach people that would never grace the doors of a church building. How can we best use them to articulate God's love? And then I think this is the real kind of nugget of this one, of this question. And how do we best follow this up? Because the goal of your social media is not, shouldn't be to get bums on seats on Sunday morning. So how do you, how do you best follow up when you've reached somebody um, who would never ever come to church on a Sunday? with God's love? Good question. I once, I was uh, a few months ago, I heard someone say, and I need to look at my notes so I get it exactly right. You need to turn your online action into an offline interaction. So in some way it moves, it has to come off online in some way. Not always, it depends what it is you're doing, whether that's sharing a post, but that offline, what does that look like? Like, is it that they turn up to your new forest church or is it that they just come to an event? Is it that they um, just come and say hi? Is it like, what is it that you wanted to achieve out of that? And it doesn't have to be bums on seats on a Sunday, as you say, because it could be a whole plethora of things. Maybe it's even that you've just inspired them to go and actually knock on the door to check in on a, on a neighbour and that's showing that love in your community. But like, what is that? the thing that you're communicating, how does that look in their life? Even being an offline interaction is that they commit their lives to God can be the, the desire, but it that happens. Social media is meant to be social. And so I think engagement um, is important. So what do I mean by that? I mean by if, you know, if someone writes a comment on your post, follow it up, you know, write a, write a message back. I always like to ask a question. If someone 
types like sometimes on instagram you'll get people go oh nice post and i go oh thank you so much for your comment what did you like about the comment i'm i'm intrigued to know you know trying to start meaningful conversations um and i think that can be part of your follow-up strategy for social media that it's it's trying to have meaningful uh conversations and and that could be you know responding to if someone does like a, a slider like i've mentioned before if someone said they've had a rubbish day responding to that if someone sends if someone follows your account sending them a message saying thank you so much for following us really appreciate it uh, if there's any content that you'd like us to do or, or anything like that or if you just want a, someone friendly to chat with if you've got the safeguarding all in place you know you know writing those types of things out because it's it's the it's these Trying to make the impersonal personal, and sometimes social media, sometimes so some social media accounts are so just far away from any kind of personality that we we want to try and add a bit of personality to it. And the way you do that is being engaging, and I think that can help with follow up as well. I see people who like turn comments off, and I think that's just so backwards for what you're trying to achieve especially if you're there doing like relational things and how it feels a bit like hit and run ministry like oh I'm going to throw a sermon at you or throw a really important message or talk about this topic and then I'm just going to leave it and you you have no way to kind of engage or follow it I think it comes from like a fear of maybe people who are going to put negative things back but I mean we've had someone haven't we on TikTok who accused us of um, brainwashing and it's like well we're not so let, but let's engage you in conversation like you can't just just because you're saying something that might make us feel a bit like oh you've really hurt our feelings there um doesn't mean that they're not worth the conversation and also that they're the important conversations to have as well and the idea that you're there and you, you're there to interact I think is really important and you see it so much YouTube you see it on loads of those where they just turn off the comments and you're just thinking well you're missing out on such a missional discipleship just everything you're missing out on so many important conversations by just doing that uh, i think it's a shame and it's worth throwing into the mix as well if you're a local youth worker and you or you're not even that if you're a youth leader volunteer youth leader and you're like hey we're going to do this like allow yourself the time and the space to respond to things because it sounds daft, but I imagine it can become something where you go, oh, no, when do, when do I fit this in? I actually just sort of go, actually, there's a point in time where I know that I need, like, allocate that within your working week and go, this is work. Don't feel like it's a bad thing. Um, I think we can sometimes think we're sat on our phone, so therefore it's a bad thing. Um, so so just make sure you go, yep, this is my, this is this is part of what I do. This is part of my ministry, and therefore it is a valid use of my time. Um, you've not got to try and squeeze it in at, certain points for youth workers about to embark on using social digital media to engage and connect with young people what top tips would you give them as uh, something finally to to talk about no well the first one is just to pray you know there's so many great ideas out there and especially like um if you look on follow loads of I love following lots of secular accounts because often they are the more daring and then you can seek a lot of inspiration from content and how to tackle things but there's so much stuff you can do and so many options and directions that you can go but actually it's about praying actually where 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 is God wanting you to go it's getting God right in there at the beginning and and focusing in and just pray and then it's so I went for pray plan listen and play and then very lastly didn't fit in was just turn up 
So it's like pray about it, plan some content. It's good, especially around like different seasons to plan what you've got coming up. And also from a time point of view, you know, I we post every day, but I only work three days a week. So we make sure that some of the content is scheduled. So then it's it's there and we're still turning up. Um, if someone messages, technically I shouldn't message back. That's not always the case because I'm very bad at being good at staying away from my phone. But there's a, it's there. Uh, but you plan those things in. And then the listening, it's just listening to people, listening to what's going on around, listen to all the things that give you that inspiration, that guidance, and then play. It's just not being fearful of just trying something out and giving it a go. You know, you see something funny on TikTok, you get an idea of how, like, my tiny hands, all right, I could do tiny hands of children in the Bible. Let's do a little fun thing with the TikTok stuff with that one. You know, see how it lands. And if it doesn't land, fine. It's only the same as when I rock up and do a really bad joke at a youth group and all the young people go, okay, Lindsay. You know, it just becomes one of those Lindsay quirks. Um, and it's fine. And then they're just turning up. It's just, it is what it is. It's turning up, you know. You're, you're there and they know that you're there and you're present. You're not just abandon them in an area because you're too scared you're turning up i've just got mine as little sound bites okay so i've got quite a few so uh practice makes better it's a long game not a short game social media don't be afraid don't be afraid to promote yourself with your own young people or in your own connections if you're making content online and you're spending time on it and you don't tell anyone about it then it's going to take it's going to be really hard for it to grow organically so use your own connections. Tell your young people about it. Whenever I do an assembly or I do an RS lesson in school or even my interactions around school, I'm telling young people that, oh, by the way, we're on Instagram. We do this. We do that. Um, so, yeah, so don't be afraid to promote yourself. It does look a bit. And you can make a joke. I make a joke about it. I go, I know, hashtag cringe, I know. Um, but um, don't be afraid to do that if you're spending the time doing it. Provide value. Always think of value. Um, there's the law of reciproc reciprocity. Have you heard of that? Basically, when someone does something nice for you, um, you will have a deep rooted psychological urge to do something nice in return. So give value, do something nice for others. Then psychologically, they'll 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 think of you good, and then maybe they'll do something in return. Could like be liking a post or whatever. Uh, go deep and narrow instead of going wide and shallow. So don't feel like you have to do every single social media. For me, we dropped Twitter. It wasn't achieving the goals that we wanted to do. So, you know, goodbye, Twitter. Facebook is kind of starting to get a bit less. Um, you know, we've really focused on Instagram and on TikTok on, and on YouTube. That's where our focus is because that's where it reaches our, our goals. Um, yeah, so go, go deep and narrow. Um, subtitles. Subtitles are great, especially on Instagram and on Facebook. So um, think of subtitles. Uh, and that's about posting native content as well. So post content which is native to that platform. And then also think mobile. Just so much uh, of digital is consumed on mobile. So think mobile. And, that's good. and even down to your website, it still frustrates me when I come across a, a church. It's not responsive. It's like oh, yeah. the amount of people that now view on a mobile phone is insane. And it grows and grows and grows. It feels like it grows because we check our analytics every quarter and I keep my eye on it once a month. And I feel like every time I'm looking at it, the mobile phone use that people are visiting, even just our website on, seems to be growing all the time. So it's so important to think mobile and make sure it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I would just, I would throw in, 
and I, I don't know if this is kind of being vaguely covered or kind of touched on, but one would be um, if you know what your what your aim is, and therefore if you've got a target audience, for example, if it is about communicating with your specific youth group, then then you can work your content, like think about content specifically for them. Yeah. I realize we're talking from a like a, a diocese kind of perspective and a youth for Christ center perspective, which is obviously we have like a wider remit and a probably a slightly more kind of hey, we can connect with. So I think if you're meet if you're trying to connect with a specific school or for young people there and it's something you've set up specifically for them or your youth group or something so like a specific group of people is like grow content and create content for them. Like don't that doesn't mean throw prayer out, like pray about it, but it means like have that in mind. It's like you don't just plan a youth group session in real life and think, oh yeah, like this is just a fun session. It's like it doesn't matter if my group connect with it or not. You want to plan for them. And I think you've got to think in in that kind of in that kind of context. And I think the other thing that um and this was this was nicked from Ollie from a seminar he did back at National Youth Ministry Weekend, but was it's about be consistent, which I realize we've touched on, but actually don't like kill yourselves. Don't go, I've got to create content every day like every on the hour every hour for the whole of like the rest of eternity when actually a monday and a wednesday is a great place to start or once a week and then no one content is coming like and don't and don't overburden it like work out when you can create it and don't go above and beyond that and i think there's there's starting out and working out what your capacity is when you may be a volunteer you may not be employed to do youth work and therefore you've got to go what capacity do i have alongside teaching full-time or driving a bus or you know whatever it else you do so we're nearing the end of our podcast but before we go we have our weekly challenge feature for our guests to take part in that is of course theology in 60 seconds the rules of this are very simple each guest has 60 seconds to explain an aspect of the christian faith or Christianese term because we really love our special long words as Christians don't we Uh, but they have to do it in only 60 seconds and to help them along the way we have a really helpful and not off-putting at all uh, ticking timer uh, sound effect in the background Um, as ever Ben will be on hand to uh, judge each one based on sticking to time Um, that means uh Ending it bang on 60 seconds will always be good, uh, but any space uh, under or over may be penalised, depending on how kind Bend is being uh, and uh, and how well you explain the term. Um, but this, I have to say, this is just for fun. There's no, like, there's nothing like riding on this. I'm sure whatever you guys come up with will be fantastic. Um, this week... We would like to, our guest to explain the concept of being in the world, but not of the world. I see there are hands being raised in the Zoom um, uh, call. So go on, Lindsay. What's your question? Can I have a different judge? <laughs> <laughs> because, because, I mean, you could say this is my own fault. Fair enough. But... Last night, I did some filming with uh, Ben where I may have, the game was rather mean. And I'm just, I feel like I'm, I, I don't stand a chance because <laughs> this is his opportunity for some form of payback or, do you know what I mean? Like, 
I just don't feel, I feel like if he was like a council leader, he's got an invested interest here. He needs to just leave the room. So I, I have to confess, you know, my, you know, my approach to revenge. My revenge is that I let it go cold, forget about it. And I only <laughs> act on it when I remember it months later. So <laughs> today would be way too soon. Way too soon. Has Ben put you at ease with that? No, not even. <laughs> it's double bluffing. Isn't you got nothing to worry about, Linda. You'll be fine. Brand, do you promise to be impartial? I do. I promise. Yep, I'm taking that. Right. Are you ready? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> Your time starts in three, two, one. Go. Okay, I'm going to set a scene for you all. I think this is important. We need all have a visual. You've had a hard day. You open your cupboards and there's a bar of chocolate in there. Choice. Do you eat it, enjoy it, that temporary joy that it'll bring to you, or do you leave it and eat like an almond instead? The right choice is an almond. It's much healthier. It will give you a sweet fill that will last longer than the chocolate. But does that mean you're better than the person who picks the chocolate? No, because you know how close you were to picking the chocolate. But some days you do give in. But you keep on trying to always make the right decision. Every day you wake up and you commit to picking the almonds. And maybe one day those who see you making those choices feel that they can make that choice too. And you know that they can talk to you about that chocolate struggle because they've seen you go through it too. But one day they might be like, I too see the light. I'm picking the almond. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, well done. done. <laughs> you've you've managed to explain a very Christian term without using any Christian language. I'm like the Book of Esther, aren't I? Really, let's not talk about God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a very creative uh, response. It's better, not Esther. That. That's great. And now You're I'm just really hungry. <laughs> welcome. Really want chocolate though. Yeah, I don't want any almonds. That's the... I want some almonds. <laughs> I want it's the right choice. Okay, right. Uh, Ollie is next. Are you ready? Right. I think so. I think so. Are you, are you feeling better or worse? <sighs> worse, I think. Lindsay did a sterling job. She did a good job. It's more that noise. It's so loud. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> ticking. Right, okay. I'm ready. Your time will start in three, two, one, go. Let me tell you a story. One summer, my family and I went on a holiday to Bournemouth. My dad, at the start of the holiday, bought a rubber dinghy. Now, I remember this rubber dinghy. It was grey. It was big. It was wonderful. And at the start of the holiday, it worked great. It could even hold my brother, my sister, my dad and myself. Then, after much joyful abandonment with uh, the rubber dinghy, it started to develop a small hole. It started to go flat very quickly, and water used to come in. My dad binned the boat because it wasn't designed to. It was designed to flow and not to sink. It was supposed to be on the water, but water was not supposed to be in it. As Christians, we are called to be in the world, but not of it. Well, what does this mean? Well, it's a lot like the rubber dinghy. Dinghy is designed to float in the water, to be surrounded by it on all sides. But there should not be any water in the boat. We are called to actively engage our culture, our world, without allowing the culture's ungodly morals, values and behaviours and attitudes to sink our lives. So we are called to be in it, but not drowned by it. Okay. 
Nice. Uh, the, uh, he's just went slightly over time there. Both, interestingly, using stories. I know! Wow. Story is the most powerful tool. That, you know, Jesus used stories all the time. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. How do you choose between almonds and rubber dinghies? <laughs> Seriously. I can't believe you're actually deliberating over this. Like, I deliberate over these things. I take this judging very seriously, despite what you try to malign me with beforehand. You pick weird things. He's even got a pen. I know. (laughs) I even make notes. See? You focus your serious energy on interesting things. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm meant to be being nice. I mean, I love you, Ben. You're fantastic. (laughs) You're a great judge. You're a great judge. Do you know what? I, for clarity of what we were talking about, I feel like Ollie's was slightly clearer. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Ollie on this one. I think, I think the metaphor of the almonds and the, the chocolate was maybe not as, that was much clarity, I think is where I'm going with that. But both very, very powerful stories uh, to fit into 60 seconds. I liked it. I also. I think that's fair. So yeah, congratulations to Ollie. Thank you very much. Well Cheers, done. Guys. Congratulations, Ollie. Thank you. Thank you very much. He's absolutely delighted. What you didn't see was him punching the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have time for in this episode. So a big thank you to our guests, Lindsay Wright and Ollie Deeks. You can find out more about them and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode in our show notes, which can be downloaded from the resources area of our website, bdeducation.org.uk. And whilst you're there, you can discover all of the fantastic youth resources that we have on offer. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your device so you can keep up to date with all our episodes. And we'd love to hear what you think of the show. So please do rate and review it in the Apple Store or get in touch with us on Instagram at Youthwork State of Mind. That's all for this episode. We'll see you again in two weeks time for an episode on evangelism. Thanks for listening to this episode of the YouthWork State of Mind podcast. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was produced by Ben Green and David Harris with music from Purple Planet. You can listen to more of their music at purple-planet.com. Special thanks to Lindsay Wright and Ollie Deeks for joining us on this episode. For more episodes, show notes and excellent youth work resources, visit our website bdeducation.org.uk and make sure you follow us on Instagram at youthworkstateofmind to be kept up to date with youth work where you are.